Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing breaking down barriers to intimacy. So intimacy is another name for closeness and connection, and arguably the most basic and intrinsic human drive and need that we have is to connect, to be close to other people. And regardless of how much we want to be close to another person and how much we try, if we have things that disconnect us from intimacy that don't allow us to be able to fully let go and connect, then that's going to be a barrier to intimacy. So in this episode, I want to discuss those specific barriers, what they are, how barriers to intimacy get created, and finally how to break them down, which will allow us to create healthy, intimate relationships, which ultimately is what we most deeply want and what fulfills us most as human beings. So intimacy in the form of a relationship is an energetic exchange. Now this means that the flow of one person's energy is uh, being discharged or expressed towards another person and theirs is being expressed back to, to the other person and that this back and forth energetic exchange creates interconnection and this is what we uh, are seeking which creates fulfillment and ultimately what I'm referring to as intimacy. So based on this, we can see, based on this perspective, we can see how the flow of energy that gets blocked from either parties is going to create a block and ultimately it's going to be a barrier to fully uh, having that flow of energy back and forth, that interconnected uh, intimacy. Now, there are several different reasons why energy gets blocked, which I'm going to go into, and these energy blockages become uh, ultimately things that hold us back and don't really let us fully connect to another person because ultimately we're not whole, we're not showing up as our full authentic self. And that's why it's so important to identify what these barriers are and ultimately to break them down. So to begin, childhood trauma is one of the main reasons why we have these blockages. What happens is, is that our emotions in childhood are free flowing. Children obviously express whatever they're feeling. And as they go about their childhood, if there's experiences where they were not given permission or given the safety to express those emotions, those emotions get blocked and what happens is, is that the child eventually becomes an adult who naturally would just block those feelings from coming up. That's where you have numbness, you know, emotional numbness. Um, the child feels that, oh, I'm not allowed to express those things. The messages I got from those around me were those, those emotions were not allowed. We're not, uh, I didn't have the ability to express them. And ultimately that becomes a block. And this includes any form of, tr of abuse or wounding experiences, specifically the abandonment and, and smothering wound. What happens is, is that there's no one there to mirror back those emotions and validate them and accept them or in the case of a controlling narcissistic parent you know those emotions are obviously not not only are they not allowed to be expressed but if they do uh, get expressed there's there's exploitation there's uh, there's punishment there's hurts so early on the trauma teaches the child that they can't express these feelings and then that becomes a blockage and so again those blockages become intimacy barriers next is fears uh, which has to do with childhood trauma or experiences in the past where you were vulnerable and you were taken advantage of or you were abused, in which case you're going to have a hard time letting go, you're going to have a hard time trusting, 
uh, and a hard time uh, just being your authentic self, in which case those become uh, barriers to intimacy because intimacy by definition is just connecting with another person in their raw human state as you show up in your raw human state. And ultimately, if we are fearful, then we are constricted, we're withholding, and we are not really showing up whole. And uh, those fears can really act as uh, barriers to intimacy. The next is lack of self-awareness. If you don't know who you are, you know you don't know what your needs are, you don't know, you don't know how to meet them by yourself, then we enmesh and uh, we look for our identities and other people. And ultimately, we can't do that because well, intimacy demands that we show up as our as our authentic self. So if you lack self-awareness, you're most usually not showing up as that authentic self whole and ready to connect with another person who is their authentic self and whole. The next is, which is similar to, is the lack of intimacy with oneself. So if you're disconnected from parts of yourself, maybe you have a, a split from your child self, then again, you're not whole and you're not fully you. And as a result of that, those blockages between you and yourself um, you know, if you're not fully connected with yourself, you cannot fully connect with another person because in order to connect with another person, we have to show up whole. So intimacy does begin with ourself and that lack of intimacy with ourself, which is closeness and connection with ourselves, which uh, has to do with accepting and loving ourselves fully without doing that, then we are disconnected, which ultimately doesn't allow to fully connect with another person. Next is living in our head, overthinking, not in the moment, you know, just always stuck in in the thought process. Again, you're not vulnerable. Usually people in their head are not necessarily in the moment. They're not really allowing themselves to just be. They're usually uh, escaping. And if you're avoiding yourself and you're avoiding the present moment, you're living in your head, you're not connected to your emotions. And as a result, you're not really present with yourself. You're not intimate with yourself, which then ultimately we cannot be intimate with another person. Uh, next is childlike attitudes. Let's say like giving to get or you know you want a relationship because it makes you feel good about yourself, or it gives you a social status. You know these things are very much primitive. They are not uh, mature. Which mature relationships and uh, intimacy has to do with giving in order to give, or you know connecting in order to grow, in order to help each other self-actualize, and that takes maturity. So if you don't have that maturity, that'll become a barrier to intimacy. The next is a strong, critical, negative, and judgmental inner critic, which is usually found in trauma victims. And when there's a lack of love, when there's a lack of self-acceptance because of whatever reason, usually because there's a disconnection from ourself, which happens as a result of being traumatized and mistreated, then there's gonna be a very strong inner critic, and that critic is going to judge us for our shortcomings and make it very difficult to be vulnerable, to be present within our own life, and as a result of that, make it very difficult to be ourselves authentically with another person. Next is the lack of self-acceptance and self-love. So if you are self-avoidance, if you are self-rejecting, if you are self-hating, then again, you're not whole, you're not you, you're not showing up as yourself, and you lack that, that connection with yourself. And your ability to connect with others is only as deep and only based on the ability to connect with yourself. So if you're not self-accepting, if you're not self-loving, then you won't be able to share your love with another person because ultimately, if you can't accept yourself and if you're not whole within yourself, and ultimately you will be rejecting and avoiding other people as well. Next is negative core beliefs or faulty attitudes regarding intimacy. So if you were raised in a home that any vulnerabilities or any connection was mocked, was shamed, was humiliated, was judged, uh, you're not gonna feel necessarily comfortable being yourself and expressing yourself. You're gonna usually have core beliefs such as love is dangerous or you know people will always betray you or uh, you're, never, you're not good enough to, to be loved and, and ultimately these beliefs become a self-fulfilling prophecy and we push away any form of intimacy. So it's so important to pay attention to our attitudes and our beliefs because without realizing it, these attitudes and beliefs could uh, self-sabotage any form of connection we want with another person, oftentimes without us even realizing. Next is defense mechanisms. If we have defense mechanisms, mostly because we've been wounded in childhood and we don't want to get hurt again, so we develop routines and patterns to protect ourselves from getting hurt again, uh, the issue with this is that while we were in childhood, those may have 
help to save our lives, these defense mechanisms, but later on in life, uh, they become barriers because we're not really letting ourselves go. We're not letting ourselves open up fully. Uh, oftentimes we're protecting ourselves from old pain, from facing the parts of ourselves that we don't want to, uh, to feel again. So if we are living in a defensive stance, if we are still living in those fear-based paradigms where we don't want to get hurt again, then we're, again, we're not, we're not truly opening up. We're not truly being ourselves and being vulnerable. And that becomes a disconnect from uh, our partners, from, from relationships, from intimacy. Next is having old relationships, having old wounds that have not been healed and relationships that have not been resolved. And this could be uh, adult relationships, but ultimately it most usually is childhood relationships with our parents, let's say, if they were abusive or they just didn't really meet our needs and we're still holding on to those relationships and we are still holding on to the resentments or the feelings of betrayal. And without healing that and grieving that and moving past that, then oftentimes what we do is we create a repetition compulsion, which is the replay of those old abandonment wounds or those old intimacy wounds. And uh, we may find new partners, but those wounds have not been healed, so they need to be replayed until we ultimately go into the subconscious and, and heal those wounds. So obviously there are many different reasons why we struggle with intimacy, why we struggle to open up and share ourselves with another, with another person, which unless we do that, unless we uh, have the courage, you know, take that risk, then we're never going to get that fulfillment that we want in human connection. So yes, when you open yourself up to somebody, you can always get hurt. And that's the risk I guess you can take. Um, but when you show up healthier, more aware, and you have contrast between you know what's healthy and what's not that'll allow you to uh, take a chance or open yourself up to somebody who is is going to potentially be someone who's good for you and allows you to really feel connected but ultimately it begins within and that leads me to how do we break down the barriers to intimacy and it begins with intimacy with yourself you have to develop intimacy with yourself now intimacy with yourself means we have to be vulnerable to our own feelings we have to be present in our life we have to face ourselves. We have to become self-aware. We have to be transparent and honest with ourselves. This is intimacy with ourselves, and only once we do that could we then get that reflected back to us by our intimate partners. But if we show up wounded, disconnected, fragmented, and have massive shadows and a lot of unconscious beliefs and, and ways of relating, then we are in essence not ourselves. We're not whole. So becoming whole is a healing journey into yourself to correct that which needs correcting relationship patterns, negative core beliefs, breaking them down and healing our wounds so we can show up to intimacy whole and share ourselves with others from a place of desire to share ourselves with other people uh, as opposed to fear and neediness and clingingness and trying to get our unmet needs from early childhood. It's so important to face our fears. You know, when it comes to fears, it's usually based on past experiences that are proof you know, that we're gonna get hurt again. But if we still have these fears, and they become barriers. They, they don't let us really be ourselves, And we're always looking out for that threat. So when we break down these fears, when we break down our beliefs about what happened in the past happening again, you know, assuring that we will at least feeling like we'll be abandoned and hurt again, when we face those fears, which happens when we heal our wounds and really understand that what happened in the past, yeah, technically could happen again. But when we heal, the chances of that happening are, are much less that breaks down that barrier. Next is communication. When it comes to intimacy, it is so important to understand, especially with another person, that there are two separate people who have two different realities, two different pasts, and you interpret reality differently. And when you're trying to bridge those gaps to intimacy, you may have your past individual wounds, and it's so important to communicate and hold space for each other, have compassionate listening, you know, reflecting back, mirroring back wounds, uh, in essence, having a, a relationship that's healing where you're each able to express your pain without the other person getting defensive. And when this happens, this can actually be bring people really close together because it can create a space of understanding, compassion, and, and healing. So 
communication is so, so important. I can't describe that enough because communication really is what, if, if miscommunication is what breaks people apart, then communication is what brings them back together. So communication, I guess you can say, is the avenue that that brings people together and through listening, through mirroring, through understanding each other and holding space, you can really bridge that gap to, uh, to, to people who want to come together in intimacy. Next is taking responsibility for triggers, reactions, defense mechanisms, you know, how you show up to the world, you know, what's yours? You know, if you're triggered and you're just projecting everything or defending yourself, then, then ultimately that paints your partner as the enemy and breaks it all down. So uh, this is, like I said earlier, you know, intimacy with yourself. So taking responsibility for your own pain, your own wounds, your reactions, your core beliefs, your defense mechanisms. And once you uh, do that, then you'll be less likely to uh, bring that into the relationship and then ultimately that creating a, a, a wall between you and your partner. Next is finding somebody, let's say a coach or a therapist who can hold space for both individually, you know, each partner individually, as well as both partners together in a sort of a couple's healing journey. And this can be so powerful because if we're going to create a healing relationship, then that means each partner needs to take ownership of their separate lives, their own past, their own childhoods, and then come together and create a relationship where, that, uh, where they can share each other and ultimately share their pain, share their struggles, and learn and grow together within the relationship. So that could be best done, and this is sort of my process, is to, if when a couple, let's say, comes for, 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 for healing, uh, what I'll try to do is separate the two, you know, work on each other separately, and then slowly but surely infuse couples healing together so we could you know, remove and take out of the relationship that which is not the relationship problem, it's the individual healing. And, uh, and ultimately, if there is stuff that comes up in the relationship, then the, the relationship itself can be a healing relationship where each partner is a large part of each other's healing journey. And ultimately, the intimacy is the closeness bonding over healing that becomes a central element of the connection of the intimacy. So I want to finish off with a quote by Rumi. This is quite a popular one. It goes like this. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. So there are so many people who are struggling in their intimate relationships, and it's important to understand that there are many different reasons why intimacy may not be working for you. Most often, it's because we are disconnected from ourselves. We lack intimacy with ourselves, which means we haven't accepted the parts of ourselves that need our healing, and we cannot get that from our partner. We cannot get healing from our partner. That is each individual's responsibility. And only once we show up whole, we show up present, you know, and have the courage to be vulnerable and express ourselves, even though there's been experiences in the past that have been hurtful. Uh, but ultimately, we do that with somebody who we trust and who also themselves is whole, complete, and looking to grow. Can we truly create intimacy? That is what we're all seeking. We all want that fulfillment that comes through connection. But we first, we have to work through those things that disconnect us from ourself and our partner. And once that happens, it could create such incredible fulfillment and bliss. And yes, there'll be rough times and disconnects and breakdowns and, and arguments and fights. But uh, when we are both focused on connecting and overcoming these barriers, then the love that is, is meant to be shared can be shared and that creates, like I said, incredible fulfillment. So if this is a struggle for you, if you are finding yourself having a very difficult time being intimate you know, intimacy, like I said before, it's 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 just another name for closeness, which is synonymous with present moment awareness, present uh, synonymous with vulnerability, with trusting, with letting go. All these things are very difficult to do when you have intimacy wounds, which means you have experiences in early childhood where you were not able to let go and trust and, and, and be present. That would have been, uh, you know, suicide. So, so important to face your childhood, face yourself, face the things that you have created to protect yourself from getting hurt again truly be whole and complete and intimate with yourself. And that becomes uh, a prerequisite to incredible fulfillment and connection with other like-minded and healthy whole 
individuals. So feel free to reach out to me if this is a struggle for you. It'd be honored to assist you in healing and breaking down these barriers to intimacy. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at magnoliahealingcenter.com. My phone, 818-210-6049. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best. Mm-hmm.